Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. Welcome to Remote Control, the Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. This week, I'm talking with the team behind Killing Eve, the new thriller on BBC America from Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Deborah Birnbaum, and it's my pleasure to welcome Sandra O, oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and Jody Comer. Hello. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. Excellent. So congratulations on Killing Eve. It's fantastic. It's Thank obsessed. you. Obsessed. How did you come up with the idea? Why did you want to do this, take this project on? Well, Luke Jennings actually came up with the idea. <laughs> and he is an author and he wrote a series of novellas called uh, Codename Villanelle that was um, put in front of me by uh, Sally Woodward Gentle, who's the exec producer of the show. And she... Um, she just asked me if I'd have a read and see what I thought and these amazing characters leapt off the page and it was a thriller uh, and a drama and no one was asking me to do anything like that uh, because I was mainly sort of in in the kind of comedy end of the stick Uh, (laughs) I was at that end of the comedy stick I'm not going to I'm going to move away from this it's given the form of a stick Um, that was more like of a wave comedy wave Mm. Um, and (laughs) thanks And quite and successfully at that. Quite well, well, not then, actually. Mm. I'd just done the play. And so Sally really was taking a punt on me because she was just like, have you, have you thought about doing anything like this? And then I, and then I adapted the, the first novella quite loosely <laughs> to end up being with, with Luke. Uh, we sort of worked very closely um, on, on that um, into what is now Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. Wonderful path. And Sandra, how did you get involved? Phoebe asked me. (laughs) (laughs) Phoebe asked me. And I read her script. And I was familiar with Fleabag. And so, uh, you know, the combination of the actual character of Eve, um, Phoebe's voice, uh, was why I I jumped on board. Yeah, I I switched my life around because I felt it was really, really important and an opportunity I didn't want to pass up. You know, I, I love this character. I love that the show centers around the relationship between these two women who are hunting for each other. And I'm fascinated by that. And I'm fascinated now by kind of like upending the, the our title, Killing Eve. It's like the people who immediately assume that Eve is the one who's going to be killed mm. as opposed to reading that title in a different way. The title is not, in fact, a spoiler. Well, who knows? Oh, who knows? We'll see. That would be a spoiler to answer that. <laughs> exactly. But you notice how deftly I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Thank Very you. Good. And Jody, when they said to you, we'd like you to play a serial killer, what was your reaction to that? Well, I was, I got the script through and I just loved the script. Mm-hmm. I hadn't read the script like it in ever. And she's like so many different people in one. She's so much fun. All the stuff that she gets away with, I was like, I'm totally down for it. 
I'm totally down for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was brilliant. I got the script through. I had my first initial initial audition and then had a recall in LA where I met Sandra. And we kind of worked through a couple of the scenes mm-hmm. in my recall, which was amazing. Yeah, that was electric, was that scene. Amazing. You guys. It was amazing. Wait, come on. Let me just set, let's set the scene. We're in a tiny office, a banded uh, office, and we're literally putting, um, I don't know, empty boxes together to put my phone up on top of a computer to Skype me to Skype them <laughs> in London and I was just like okay hold on a second I'm going to move the camera closer to you and so Jody, what a trooper we're doing the lighting with the blinds as well yeah, exactly yeah. it, 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 it was really blind. that was also very DIY but um, I, I really remember that audition it was very very electric and it was even across Skype, and then you, you would turn to us, and it's these three little faces piled into the <laughs> into the little window on Skype, just like completely gripped by the scene. And then Harry, our director, would be like, "Cut! Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it was so wonderful, yeah. And see you two together, and that that chemistry that you had off the off the bat mm. was brilliant. How much are you writing to them, or were you writing to them, or did you already know where the characters were going? Um, I had a, an idea. But it really did, uh, you know, it really did change things when these guys came on board and seeing what they were doing. And we even went back and reshot a couple of scenes for the first episode when, uh, with uh, Villanelle because I hadn't, because really because Jodie was inspiring me so much with the character to be freer and more naughty and more unpredictable. And and earlier on, I, I suppose I hadn't quite found her in a couple of the scenes early on looking back now. And there was this one establishing scene with her when she's sort of walking through Paris and into her apartment that was sort of basically just that and then watching what Jodie was doing with uh, Villanelle <laughs> and sort of how wild and, and spontaneous she was being like then actually luckily we could go back and kind of rewrite some of that in and then that sort of just sort of kept going really she just got wilder and wilder yeah. and the more wild you got yeah sort of... I think I definitely felt as we went along felt more comfortable in her and kind of found mm-hmm. found my place um, and just realised that actually the more free I was with her, one, the more fun it was for me. Um, and two, it just, she just came to life more. Um, yeah. And the character's trying to amuse herself all the time. Yeah. And so once, you know, Jodie gave, once you gave yourself permission to do that, um, and it just sort of became this mischievous yeah. game between... She you has know. no, um, she's not self-conscious in the slightest. And I nope. guess it was shedding that you know mm. getting rid of that and um, when I finally did I was like yes yeah. this is brilliant <laughs> yeah and with Sandra I mean we were working so I mean from that first Skype that we had about the character I already Very learned so much even just from your first instincts and I can't I can't hold what I thought Eve was in my head before I met uh, Sandra now I can't remember remember what was there before <laughs> before <laughs> you and when we first started talking about the character and um and we, I think we spoke for like an hour or longer yep. on Skype and it was just suddenly we got so deep and dark and dirty and funny so quickly and then knowing that Sandra can do in the, in the space of a, a second can, can make you laugh and then can, can, can frighten you and then, and, and then the intelligence of this character just went up like 3,000 notches as well <laughs> just by having you play her um, and so she just became somebody who could start off I mean, the, the, the tricky thing with Eve is she had to, I don't want to give too much away about where she goes, but we do have to start with this somebody who is um, 
slightly a forgotten person, mm-hmm. that she's incredibly smart, but she's slightly in the shadows or at the back of the fridge. You know, she's <laughs> she's the thing that people aren't really taking um, notice of. But at the back of the fridge. But you know what that feels like. Yeah, you know what it feels like when you're at the back of the fridge. And then she becomes this formidable woman and so we had to find somebody who was who could be who first of all is a formidable woman and there are only a handful of those no hold on i will be careful about that loads <laughs> 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 of those in the world but the, the who can not also many on television play, not many on television uh, who can also play back of the fridge mm-hmm. at the beginning and that is that's exactly what sandra could do that journey and it was one of my specialties, back at the back of the fridge. <laughs> Put that on your resume. <laughs> I could do back of the fridge. <laughs> what did you want to see for Eve? How did you find your way into her? Ooh, I'm going to back up a little bit uh, on your question about uh, how you write. I, I think what, one of the things I really, really love about television is that um, it is actually a living, breathing thing, you know, and even though you might start with an, one idea, uh, what you see the actors do, what cut, cuts come in, it sparks writers and the creative process to still be continuing and growing. Um, so your question of how what I what I saw and what I wanted to see and where I wanted to go, it was really. Um, you know, a first season of the show, you're like running and getting like like all the way, um, is a very much a live process. You know, there's nothing that's set in stone. I don't know why. I don't know what. Starting with like other oh, conversations, the creative conversations that we had, which is where do you think she comes from? All that stuff was definitely in in play. And then just the kind of deeper work for me, which is like I'm so interested in why someone. What is my own darkness? What is the idea of killing? What is all that stuff? And and having that really alive in my imagination. How did you find the right tone? Because it's so funny, but like trying to balance that darkness with the humor. I mean, we are ultimately talking about a serial killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you're notoriously hilarious. <laughs> um, notoriously. <laughs> um, well, I think it was that the characters had to be witty. Um, and that they are in some ways, well, the fact that Villanelle is entertaining herself. And that she's that's part of the trick of, uh, and hopefully the, the magic trick of it is that I loved the idea of this charming, uh, sweet uh, sort of creature who could who you want to be around. <laughs> and I think with Fidelle particularly, I just knew that you want you want to be someone you want you wanted to, I wanted her to be someone that you wanted to be around. Yeah, I'm repeating myself, but um, and that without that she'll just if she's just one shade of darkness mm-hmm. then becomes repetitive and also I didn't want her sort of lounging over a chaise long with the gun between her legs I just and yeah. um, I just didn't really just didn't believe that I just don't believe those maybe they do those female assassins exist but um, but they certainly exist on, on TV yeah they didn't seem human that's what I loved about Villanelle was I found her relatable in a sense just that she had so much charisma and humour and she messes up sometimes and she isn't perfect all the time mm-hmm. and and that makes it instantly yeah. mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think because she doesn't take well, it's it's we're lucky in that because Villanelle doesn't take the violence seriously. That meant that when we're with her, sh- she's flippant about the violence. So that's kind of part of what's so shocking about it that she can kill somebody or stab somebody or or do something horrendous and then just walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's balanced in the show because Eve doesn't feel like that about violence. She's very intrigued by it and drawn drawn to it. And her husband also is you know has. A much more empathetic view um, of the world, and so that being much more real in in that side of the mm-hmm. in that half of the show mm-hmm. balanced it out 
quite well because I think if it was one thing all the way through, then it would. It was something that definitely I feel like we were discovering in the writing and in the playing of it, um, and I think it's one of our the strongest elements of our show. Very much so, but because uh, purposefully that way, because that's the way that the creator's brain is. Right, and that's also I think what we're interested in. You have a familiar a style, let's say a thriller, uh, and but it's uh, constantly upended, and I think that's what makes it fresh and and difficult to play. Um, there are many times where I, I, I will say this: uh, Jody and I, we at that one point we were in, in well, we're working and um, things are happening. Things yeah. are happening, and we're like. This is really hard. Is this? I can't figure this out. What kind of, and then I've literally tried to break down what the tone and style and how it is inside an actor to play it and why it's tricky. And it is to genuinely keep uh, an audience um, on their toes, uh, surprised, uh, curious. Mm-hmm. Um, Audiences are very, very smart. You can tell people can sniff out a plot in, in two seconds. But I feel what we're trying to do with this show is just that the moment that you think that you're about to settle into what you think a scene is, what you think a character is, um, something comes up and surprises you. And I think that's that's what our show has that I have not yet seen on another show. Very much so. And I think it also really rewards close viewing. There were so many moments where I was like, wait, did she just say that? You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I'm crackling up to my, you know, cacking up to myself. And I'm like, this is insane. I mean, it's such a precise voice. Well, those tiny moments are the ones that I'm completely addicted to as well. Like when you see um, it's the details of these people's lives and it's not the huge sweeping thriller aspects of it necessarily that that are what were drawing me to it. It was the idea that that can be happening and it can feel epic and it can be a huge espionage drama but at the same time it's really about um these women going moment to moment through their lives which means in terms of both of their professional jobs whether it's killing somebody or, be, or working for mi5 or in a secret department you're still also having to get out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. still gonna have to like do your washing mm-hmm. and you still might fancy the person down across the road or mm-hmm. you're hungover husband, from the party really yes. hungover, and then you're you didn't tell your boss you were mm-hmm. going to do karaoke and now he's <laughs> pissed off and you know all those other little things that come into into your lives and that's i think that's the stuff I like watching and, and love watching these guys do. So, because that's where the lightness comes from, I think, because it feels real. And you're trying to eat a croissant in the first episode. Yeah, it's relatable. It's very, everyone has been, in, most people have been in a meeting where, like, you're really starving and yes. you're really hungover. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like you've had a, everyone's had a, where you're trying to, you know, play dead and fool someone. You know what I mean? Someone that you care, you know what I mean? Just try and, you're just trying to play a joke on someone. Mm-hmm. But within that, in this world, it reveals so much about someone's character and lets you in in a way where it's not like, plot this, plot this, you know, where you don't really get to land and be with the characters. Why do you think it's so rare to see these fully realized characters on television? It's, it's a big philosophical question. Well, I think kind of like stylistically, I, it's interesting to know there's so much stuff out there. And there are, I think, waves are like, I was just talking to someone who was like, you know, there's a wave of a lot of big casts. And our cast is not necessarily that that, that big. And it's like, oh, then there, there's a wave of maybe into like being more intimate with, with people. There's a wave where it's, oh, everything is um, uh, verite. You know what I mean? You're you, We're in the midst of like uh, waves of styles and mm. um 
So your question of fulfilling characters, I'm just glad that we're in the wave where it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're at the top of the wave. We're really, really about to to crest it. And I think there's like something has happened over the last few years, which is, which I know uh, certainly Fleabag cashed in on, (laughs) which was that the half hour drama well, allowing some drama into comedy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think, mm-hmm. and that, and that really, because that's always been the, where I, where I've tried to strike it um, as a writer, because I think that's the most you can. That's how you can constantly surprise your audience as long as it always feels truthful. That your heart break, you, your heart might break one moment, and you might be laughing your ass off the next. And if you swing too heavily in both directions, then you know it's just quirky and and crazy. But then I think. Because of that kind of half hour slot, we're transparent and things like that as well. When it's when people are allowed to be small and detailed and funny, but with a huge amount of heart, and I think that's I think it's really present in the in the half hour sort of world mm-hmm. right now. And I think now, with what we were trying to do, is sort of pull it slightly into the hour drama mm-hmm. world now Wonderful. and say how do you keep that um, that sense of urgency and plot and an epic scale, but keep those little moments of heart and humour in it. So it's kind of doing the reverse. It's not so much hiding a tra- like a drama in a comedy it's more kind of slotting a little bit of comedy into mm-hmm. a drama <laughs> and I think that very much comes from a writer's voice and a writer's perspective which you're obviously bringing mm-hmm. to it talk about your to your approach to violence in this I mean it's almost so stylized it's almost you know she's a ruthless clearly but it's, it's almost bloodless well there's certain limitations about what you can actually put on screen <laughs> uh, so I would have had it way bloodier uh, <laughs> if I'm honest <laughs> You, we just weren't allowed um, uh, because of um, what's the word? Standards and practices. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you, bosses. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, uh, so, so you have to end up being a bit more imaginative about it. Um, and but in in so many ways, people say it's, it it can be as gory. I, don't, I wasn't going for gore necessarily, but it can be as gory in your own imagination. The fact that you stab someone's eye out mm. and you don't have to necessarily see the spurts. Um, although God, I fought for them, <laughs> but I think um, well, like I was saying before, I think it was really important that it wasn't something that was just you know just thrown at the wall, and violence wasn't just something that was that we were flippant about. It's something that Villanelle is flippant about in terms of the consequence of violence, but in terms of the planning it and the execution of it, she has flair and she has artistry, and she's not going to just sneak up into your window in the middle of the night and suffocate you quietly in your bed she wants to she'll find out what you do she yeah, might she, be a game. yeah she'll find out what your job is and she might thematically you know <laughs> make your death kind of um suit that or she'll make it slightly harder for herself or there'll be some kind of performance in it for her and it's just for her that she's doing it and um that flamboyance kind of i think slightly covers the gruesomeness of it um of what she's doing because that's what's more, most important to her and that's where she gets her kicks Whereas when we have Eve actually looking at pictures of a blood-soaked body, because we very rarely see the victims in that way, and we've actually seen the photographs and, and the other end of it all, that she's fascinated by it, but the people around her as well um, just receive it in a different way. I mean, I mean actually, in MI5, they genuinely are, because they hear this kind of thing all the time. They're just like, another person's been killed, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's a sort of bloodlust in Eve that, really, that, she, that she really kind of zone, zones into. Um, and then, of course, with with Nico, the husband, uh, your husband, um, he doesn't like violence at all and doesn't understand the jokes that she makes about how she would kill him in the middle of the night, and and is just sort of less charmed by that and, and more disturbed and perhaps a bit disappointed, <laughs> <Worried. laughs> a bit worried. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope we come at it from a lot of different angles. 
Well, we're looking forward to seeing more. Unfortunately, we've got it there. But thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure. Congratulations. Thanks very very much. much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next time with another great episode. I'll be talking with the stars and creators of Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale, which is back for a second season. See you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.